You're listening to Women on the Edge, a series produced in collaboration with 4ZZZ and 4EB. We're working together to amplify women's voices on your radio. We're working together to bring more women to your radio. Tune in for the next hour to hear us tell the stories that matter to us. I'm Beth Hansen. I am with the Women on the Edge Radio Group, working with 4ZZZ and 4EB. Today, I'm talking to you about the music that I grew up with. I come from the Cordillera region in the northern part of the Philippines. It's a mountainous tropical jungle region in the highlands of Luzon. I come from a little village of about 70 people called Ginginabang. I am Tingyan, and the word Tingyan may have been derived from the Malay word Tinggi, which means mountain or highlands, and may have been coined during the early Spanish period. In the Philippines, we use many instruments that may be unfamiliar to you, too many to mention, but in my region, the most popular is the gong or ganza, which is made of brass. Some bamboo instruments that I remember are the kulitong. The strings are cut loose from the skin and lifted by wooden bridges. Another one is olibo, or the jaw flute or kubing. Balingbing is another. It's called bamboo baza. Another one is palipal, or bamboo clapper, to name just a few. But we also use traditional instruments like the guitar, bandoria, or the so-called ukulele. I will also be telling you a little bit about what it was like growing up in my tiny remote village. But most importantly, you are going to hear some music, so stay tuned. The song I am going to play is called Bulinayan by Elmer Tadeu. Elmer Tadeu comes from the town called Bangilo in Malibkong, province of Abra, about 65 kilometers from Lakub, where I come from. I will talk more about Elmer in a little while. Here is his song, Bulinayan. Dusan dadaan, hugugud di mamanak man kay kay nga ikaadwan at sak mailadawan kinapintas na at atam at atuan at nas nas daan si paut kapintasan. Sinam sa mokapu kabunyan dipili, kahit nogan numayak pay pasway, taiyak pay mandangol, polili panuon na awon. Inumayak wang wang bani. Kaiyak istungan dagsiyan nanlom ang sa iyak pay na kailan silut nun na baritukan pinapintas nudo mang dangdang 
To Women on the Edge, a series produced in collaboration with 4ZZZ and 4EB. You were just listening to Bulinayan by Elmer Tadeo. I'll tell you a little bit about Elmer Tadeo. He's a recording artist, singer, and composer. He is also a craftsman, maker of all kinds of Tingian musical instruments, both wind and percussion. He is also a lecturer of Tinkian in music and dances, as well as a choreographer in community-based theater. He is indeed a very interesting and inspiring person. I am indigenous Tinkian from Abra in the Cordillera region, northern part of the Philippines. He is a snippet of my life story growing up in the village. I am talking with CJ from the Women's on the Edge group. <laughs> I am here today at The Edge for our program, Women on the Edge. Today, I have with me one of our program participants, Beth. You said something a little earlier which caught my attention where you mentioned that where you were born, you didn't have electricity. Well, I came from a very remote village in the Philippines, in the northern part of Luzon, which is the Cordillera region and uh, the province of Abra. In my village, there's only a few houses and a new, and few people. We don't have electricity. We don't have any means of transportation. When we go to the big town, uh, we used to get uh, horses, right? And we walk for miles. Uh, I was born there, so I only lived there until I was 12. But then we went to a boarding school and we went to high school. So. We only go back to the village on school holidays. And then after our high school studies, my parents sent us to Manila to study at university. Now, when I came to Australia after working in Manila for a few years, we still do not have electricity in the village. But in the main town, they already have electricity and some of them have a solar system and the transportation can go into uh, the, the, the village, uh, not in the village, in, in the town. Mm-hmm. But that's only during uh, uh, summer season, like Christmas or summer, like until maybe uh, 
April, May. Okay. So it's been there's been some progress, but we're still talking some you know very uh, restricted and, and cut off to a lot of uh, resources that we'd be used to here in in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned uh, your, you would go and work on the farm with your family when you came back from, from boarding school. So yeah. um, you know, my experience of, uh, of farming families is not a lot of farming families can afford to send their kids to, to university and in a lot of cases can't even afford to, to send their kids to, to finish school. So how was your family able to provide you with those opportunities? Okay. Uh, my mum and dad, they are farmers and we have land and we have people farming our land. And also my dad, uh, he yep. buys and sells yep. uh, animals and that's where we get our money mm-hmm. to send us uh, to school. But when my sister, when she started schooling, nursing during her time was so very expensive. That's why all our animals get sold and uh, all the money spent for my sister. But she promised my dad to help us, like the younger sibling, mm-hmm. to go to finish our education, yeah. and to go to university, finish our education, and we did. So mm-hmm. all of my siblings, were eight in the family, we all finished mm-hmm. college. Yes, she helped uh, pay our wow. tuition fees. Wow. What an, so for eight, eight children to be able to, to go to university, <laughs> yeah. what a system. That's what really happens when people work together, isn't it? Yes. Okay, so you also mentioned when you were talking uh, earlier, before we started our, our interview, that um, your grandmother was was one of the most beautiful women in the village and so therefore that made her um, quite a powerful sort of woman within the village. Yeah. And you mentioned she was the, the queen of the province. Yes, so what, what she was the beauty queen of the whole yeah. province and she was only 15 or 16 at the time. Something else you said is that there's three rivers but no bridges. <laughs> no bridges. So how does that work? In you know Your family, they have land and they have the food and they have the animals but how do they get them across the rivers if there's no bridges? In summer, uh, the water is not high. Okay. Yeah, so it can cross. It's yeah. only up to waist, uh, in a waistline. Or, yeah. But during uh, rainy season, there's no way you can uh, cross the river. Mm-hmm. There are some hanging bridges, but you cannot really carry a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can only carry a backpack or food. So you came mm-hmm. home for, for school holidays and you got to basically help the cows across the, across the river. That doesn't sound like much of a break from school, does it? We just went, and my, uh, my brothers and my sisters, uh, we just went to the farm and harvest the rice. But we didn't really do the hard, hard work yeah. of being a farmer. Yeah. So harvesting rice is not exactly, uh, not exactly a fun game, though. It's still very hard work. You're listening to Women on the Edge. Here we have in, in Australia, we constantly talk about concepts like economic growth and wealth building, and our culture is obsessed by this, this concept of building more and, and ownership of things. Um, I'm wondering what might change in a village when you know that goes from having, say, no bridges to all of a sudden having bridge and going from inconvenience to convenience. What kind of changes do you think might sort of you know happen in the first instance in, in, in your village? Well, if there is transportation, well, the way of living there could improve and, you know, sanitation could improve also and maybe education too. But we had all the uh, other opportunities to improve the place, not only the village, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole uh, what do you call this? Uh, the, the whole uh, the whole environment, town. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But because, you know the new people's army in the Philippines? Mm. Uh, they stopped the mines because we have gold mines in our village, right. but they stopped that. 
I remember when I was young, there are some foreign 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 investors mm-hmm. to uh, dig the place, you know, to to get mm-hmm. gold. Mm-hmm. But then they stopped it, and they were starting to do uh, the roads, mm-hmm. you know, so that is a way of transportation. Mm-hmm. But it all stopped. Okay. And what do do you know why it is that 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 mining stopped? Uh, it's because they're protecting uh, the uh, the environment. Right. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, they're, so against, they're against they're uh, against the mines. The yeah. mines. And and also I don't think they want to uh, improve the place. Mm. It's because they just wanted to like a wall. Mm. Okay. Just nature. But mm. they, they're not thinking about the people. Mm. You know, for so many generations we're still doing the same. Mm. Because farming is not really uh, a very progressive over there because uh, they're only relying on the rain and then water from the river. Mm. But we don't have all the uh, equipment, like all the machineries. They're mm. only still doing it by hand. Mm. Or, you know, the cow and yeah. the, the buffalo. I wonder. Um, I want to just go back to when you um, when you left your village. So you said you were 12 years old when you left the village to go to boarding school. So that is very very young to be yeah. off into the big wide world. What was that like? Well, in primary, uh, we have to go to another village to go to study. That's up to year six. So we walk every morning and every afternoon. I think it's about kilometers mm. one way. And then we have to bring every lunch with us, you know, and mm. eat uh, at my grandmother's house or by the lake, by the river, or at school. Uh, so that's a very difficult time for us. But mm. we grow over it. Mm. And then, uh, and still, you know, uh, helping our parents after school to toil the soil and, mm. you know, feed all the animals. Like we have a lot of chicken, that's where mm. a lot of uh, uh, animals. Mm. But then in high school, when we were in boarding school, it was sad, it was lonely, but we have to do it because we need mm. to study. That's our parents' mm. goal to all of us, you yeah. know, finish our studies. Yeah. So we never question our parents. We really wanted to go to school and finish it. Yeah. Because so we, I think our parents wanted us to have, they don't want us to work in the farm, like right. themselves, because yeah. it's really hard work. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of uh, friends and relatives, like, Distant relatives. They stayed in the village, and they have kids. They have about nine, ten kids. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I have some other friends also that went abroad, mm. like work as domestic helpers. And some people are were also uh, successful in their studies, and they went overseas to work. And do you know what my mom told us now? What? She tells us that she blamed education because we went away, all the girls in the family. Because I have other three sisters, two in Germany and another one in Brisbane. And yeah. there's no one at home. So does, does your mum regret that? No, she didn't. <laughs> she is very, very proud of us. She's alone now. And would she leave the village permanently or is that home? I don't think so. Even if uh, she's... Very, very old. I think she's still going to the village, visiting the house, the old house. It is hard to leave home, isn't it? Your heart is there. Yeah, that's it. Heart is at home.
On the Edge, a series produced in collaboration with 4ZZZ and 4EB. Now, I know that you do some volunteer work with 4EB in the area of Filipino music. So uh, giving the the community that's here in Brisbane the opportunity to hear, um, the is it some of the latest sort of Filipino music or do you play traditional Filipino music? What's What's the show bring to Brisbane? I only participate in uh, the Filipino uh, program in Brisbane when we talk about general uh, you know, things, but mm-hmm. not exactly music. Okay. What I am trying to do when I have my own segment is to uh, bring out the indigenous music. Is music something that connects you to your home? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a way of life in my village because every time uh, we hear the music called Salidong Mai, or the sound of gong, uh, the people in the village just come together. Doesn't matter if they're invited or not, they just we just come together. So the sound is the invitation. Yes, that's it. What uh, what sort of happens when everyone comes together? So I have a, an image in my head of a of some music uh, echoing out through the village and everyone heading to a central place. Is that you know how how does it look? It's happy, you know, mm. you can see people happy, you know, mm. just participate in singing and dancing. But saying that, uh, if we have a special occasion, we have to tell the whole village so that uh, we can also prepare food. And they can also bring food. Uh, it's either inside or outside the house, so we have to make a long table, yeah. and everybody can just go down. And about how many people would sort of attend, you know, one of these sessions usually? Uh, a bigger occasion like that, I think we also invite other villages mm. and uh, we're also relatives, so we're all spread. Mm. We're all spread all over the yeah. other villages. I think about oh, 150, 200. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because the people in the village, they're not many, it's only, yeah. you know, but four. <laughs> Tak 
Tinggalan 
I'm Beth and I'm talking to you about the traditional music of my hometown on the island of Luzon in the Philippines. You have just listened to the sound of kolintang, a percussion instrument very popular in the southern part of the Philippines. The kolintang is about 2 meters long and knee high, often made of ornately carved or decorated wood. It has eight tuned brass gongs that are played horizontally in an ornate frame, tuned pentatonic scale. It is played using the palm of hand or with drumsticks. The next unique instrument of my hometown is the gongs. The use of gongs is widely practiced. The people in the village can join in the fun. You don't need to be invited. As soon as they hear the sound of gongs played, they swarm in and participate in dancing and singing. The gong or ganza is a hammered brass gong about 50 centimeters in diameter, which is worn around the waist and played with the bare hands like a drum. It can also be played with a stick sticking the gong, producing a very unique sound. talking to you about the traditional music of my hometown on the island of Luzon in the Philippines and this is Beth. The next music that I'm going to play is called the kulitong. The kulitong is a bamboo tube zither, a type of a string instrument. It is nearly a meter long with six strings that run parallel to its tube body held up the bamboo frets used to adjust the pitch. It has holes in the ends to make it more resonant. It's one of many kinds of zeta played in the Philippines. And this is Kalitong.
You're listening to Women on the Edge. 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 I'm talking to you today about the traditional music of my hometown in the Philippines. The oliba is a mouth harp made from bamboo, often ornately decorated. It's about the size of a ruler with slits in its length and a point at one end. It is held in the mouth like a flute, flicking one end with your thumb and blowing in a rhythm. In other regions, it is known as kubing. You were just listening to Nose Flute. In the Philippines, we love to sing and dance. Saludomai is a style of singing in our region. It is an indigenous folk song. Among the ethnic people, Saludomai is the response song of a young woman to the Kalkalimusa songs of men during weaving season. The Saludomai are sweet melodies and expressions of gratitude romance and connection between people.
You're listening to Women on the Edge. You're listening to Women on the Edge. You're listening to Women on the Edge. A series produced in collaboration with 4ZZZ and 4EB. We're working together to amplify women's voices on your radio. and I'm talking to you today about the traditional music in the Philippines. Grace Nono is a Filipino singer known for her musical style based on traditional Filipino music. She has received over 45 awards for her singing and scholarship. This is Grace Nono singing as a little my in Tagalog. Grace Nono Agusan. I'm a Filipino singer who in the last almost 20 years has been specializing in the performance of selected song oral traditions. I'm also an ethnomusicologist who writes about vocal utterances embedded in social practices, in particular, rites of healing.
I'm talking to you today about the traditional music in the Philippines. In the Philippines, we love to dance. Our traditional dance is called Tadek, the most popular ethnic dance of the Tingyan tribes in the celebration of weddings, renewal of peace packs, anniversaries, thanksgivings, and other merrymaking celebrations. Tadek is a public dance that anybody who is attending the occasion may dance whether one knows how to perform the dance or not as long as he or she goes with the rhythm of the beaten gongs. Dancers are not required to use the native costumes. The beauty of this dance lies in the mastery of gong players in beating in their palms and six pieces of gongs. These beaten gongs must produce harmonious vibrations that is heard smoothly in the eardrum that excite dancers to move their bodies gracefully. Each pair of dancers may dance up to three to five minutes or longer depending upon their desire while the gong players continuously beating the gongs. The gongs are being played here is typical dancing music.
Traditional Filipino music is played at religious ceremonies such as as harvest time, at funerals and weddings. It is used for formal occasions and often wearing traditional dress. The final song that I'm going to play for you today is called Danum or Water, another song of Elma Tadeu.
You've just been listening to the name or water in English. The song is about the importance of water to us and to our environment. Beth, and I hope you enjoyed listening to my one-hour segment of Filipino ethnic music. Have an awesome day. This show was produced as part of the Women on the Edge Community Radio Training Group at the Edge State Library of Queensland. It was funded by the Community Broadcasting Foundation and supported by 4EB and 4ZZZ. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Women on the Edge. 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 A series produced in collaboration with 4ZZZ and 4EB. We're working together to amplify women's voices on your radio. 
We're working together to bring more women to your radio.